Blog Talk Radio. Peace, everybody. Welcome to a little special show that we having today, man. This is the priesthood. We get like this, man. You know, I'm rolling with my comrade, man, and um, the prime minister and whatnot, man. We decided to put on a little special show for you, because just to give you the latest um, developments, man, the latest updates of what we're working with, man. That's this, this new um, side of my astrology coach and whatnot <clears throat> and stuff, man. So, but before we get started, of course, visit the website, man, because there's a couple new things that's going on. Uh, one thing is, of course, when you visit the website, you can go to the radio tab and you can get the um, the latest up-to-date radio schedule uh, of what's going on, man. So you got Tarot Tuesdays with Keisha's up. Uh, I think she come on at 7 p.m. Eastern. 
and um, Brittany is up. The who we call True T R U True to the game is up 8 a.m. Wednesday Wednesday morning, man, East Coast time. So like, if you want to catch an early morning reading where you know you can really get it in real fast, and probably a lot of people ain't up. She up bright and early Wednesday hump day at 8 a.m. Eastern time, man. So remember, you can always call in 15 minutes early as early as the studio opens. All right, and then on um, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Conversation for Virtue with Sister Casilda or whatnot. And then this upcoming Thursday, every other Thursday, uh, the Prime Minister, myself, and Sheikh Ahmed, uh, we on and whatnot. So we got a show coming up this Thursday. Matter of fact, on the 30th at 9 p.m., which is going to be interesting because the Sheikh picked a topic and he called it um, the language of marriage and whatnot. So he said he want to talk about the big old elephant that's sitting in the room that nobody want to talk about. So he got some things he want to build on on that. So this is Thursday at 9 p.m. You can mark your calendar for that one. That's definitely going to be a classic when it's all three of us together doing what we do. And, um, of course, when you visit the website, click on the events tab, um, sign up for the spring equinox in New Orleans. The deadline for registration is um, the 17th of February, so that's not too far. So registration is only $99, so you have to register if you plan to go. <clears throat> All right. So, again, the deadline is February 17th. Um, and it's going to be a phenomenal time, man. I ain't talked about New Orleans so many times. It's just going to be off the hook. Uh, also, the associates course starts February the 9th, so that is literally right around the corner. We only got, like, what, maybe two more weekends for that. So it's a five-month journey inside of the astral science and then inside of the uh, Kabbalistic astrology science as well. Uh, this best, man, I can't wait to that start, man. I haven't taught the Kabbalah class for probably over it. I know it's been over a year. I don't even think I did it in 2013. Um, so I added some part two and a part three to it and whatnot, man, that 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 that, that keep, you, keep you on point. And uh, what the prime minister is going to get on, is 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 relative or, or related to uh, understanding new concepts, new language, and it's a cosmic language. It's a cosmic archetype, and it's just very cool when when you can when you can see a number, you can automatically equate that number to a divine being or some type of celestial force in in our reality. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's, it's interesting. What I mean by that is uh, in this particular class. Um, I'm going to actually give up angelic correspondences and whatnot. So if you see something like one-on-one, you know, you're going down the street, you see a license plate one-on-one while you're thinking about something, or you've got the receipt number one-on-one or whatever, that's a numerical value of Michael. <coughs> Excuse me, all right? <coughs> so whatever you're thinking about <coughs> at that time, you know, that could be Mike coming through. But just to show you the little correspondence, man, how uh, the quantum world, the spirit world, interfaces with the uh, <coughs> our physical reality. All right. Uh, if you go to the website, also you can click on the um, you click on the consultation tab. It's something that's new. It's called Sacred Sonics. Uh, I was building on that. In fact, I'm gonna build on that this evening over on Truth to Power Radio right here on Blog Talk, Sister Beverly Martin, so you can look that up, Truth to Power. I'll be over there when I, um, tonight at 9 o'clock discussing um, something that I call slit scatter light theory and understanding that the human being is nothing more than scatter light from star constellations. It ain't nothing more than stardust. 
and how this creates an issue and how um, there's a 92% chance um, when you were born the constellations were not in the right place in the sky because each constellation actually has an area of space in the sky that it naturally governs. And it's only a two-hour window out of 24 hours a day, two-hour window, that the combination of constellation to space is correct. We didn't even start talking about planets because planets can be in the wrong constellation, strenuous constellations. We're not even talking about planets in space because planets can be either in a good constellation or a bad constellation or a neutral constellation, but its position in space, all right, at the time of your birth can denote a struggle. See what I'm saying? And I use the analogy of if today if the sun is, say, like five degrees Aquarius, um, we know that all day the sun is going to be five degrees Aquarius. This is an all-day phenomenon. We know that. And in the morning, the sun appears to rise, and in the evening, it's in the south, and then in, 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 in at noon, it's in the south, and in the evening, it's in the west. But the sun never moved a full degree. So it changed, it appeared to change positions in the sky throughout the course of the day, never moving a full degree, so these different positions obviously mark sunrise, lunchtime, and sunset bedtime. These represent different activities, obviously, in our society, uh, inside of the human body as well, because, you know, we get to get ready to go to sleep, get ready to do dinner and all that type of stuff, all right? So the space has energy, and that's what I'm talking about. So this is like a three-step process of understanding how you're scattered, like, but most importantly, how sound can get you to reconfigure or rewire the circuits inside of your body. Because what's happening is wires are crossing each other, all right? And, and, and if that's taking place, then we got to rewire that circuit, all right? So it's an interesting topic. Again, I'll be on Truth to Power tonight talking about scattered light theory. And you can see it on the consultation tabs, read up on it called Sacred Sonics, all right? Um, also, I have, uh, if you go to the membership tab, you will see something called the Neptune Dream Institute. And that's what I'll be talking about today, so I'll say that. Uh, if you go to the membership tab, you'll see something also called the New Ari Land Project, where read up on that because we have to do some physical things on the physical earth, all right, literally, and not stay in the clouds all day and do some things. So we got an urban garden project initiative that we're launching, uh, already launched. We just need you if you, really want, if you want to participate. Then investment ideas where we can go in, opportunities where we can go in and get some property up in Detroit, all right? So click on that and just read on that. All right, and then the latest thing on the membership tab is something called the Neuron Network, which the Prime Minister is going to introduce you to. All right, so with that, uh, give it to the Prime Minister. Good, good. What's going on, Noble? What's happening, man? Man, trying to shake this head cold, man. Man, I was, uh, I was tuned in to Cecilia's show last night, Conversations of Virtue. And uh, I was trying to get in. <laughs> I was going to ask them, man, do they, do they got a crystal somewhere that could ward off some of this cold weather, man? You know? Hey, Lord. Man, man I'm a high right or something, man, around here, man. 
get rid of some of this snow, man, up here in Chicago, man. We got hit again last night. It's a real brutal, brutal weather these last couple of days, couple of weeks, actually. But um, greetings, man, to everybody that's uh, listening in this morning. Took the time out to come over and check out what we got new. Um, and fantastic, actually, um, via the, the Neuron Network and the Neptune Dream Institute. Um, these are these are the two newest um, inventions or, or 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 thoughts that have come into manifestation as far as where we want to go uh, in helping the evolution of humanity as a whole, um, growing, developing, to being spiritual beings, the whole beings, the complete beings um, that creation intends for us to be. Um, basically, how, how did the neuron network come about? Me and this dude talk every day at least three or four times a day. And the conversations are filled with trying to understand the mind of God, man. That's that's the main focus and that's where all of the attention um is dedicated to. Uh and you know we have we have other conversations because we live you know, regular lives like everybody else does. So we talk about family and our wives and our children and, you know, what's new in the entertainment world. So it's just not always about God, but 90% of the conversation is. And we have some of the most profound experiences to date um, that I've ever seen in my life. And I'm just not saying that because I'm involved. But we took in the time out to document a lot of the things that has happened along our journey with all the people who have been involved, from all the people that come on the trips, all the people that participate in the pujas, all the people that participate in the activations, getting their feedback, their input. You don't you won't believe how many pictures we get back from people that participate and a lot of the programs that we have, and it's nothing short of mystic and phenomenal. It's obviously um, a force trying to permeate this reality to do what I call spiritualized matter, and I believe that is the goal of humanity is to spiritualize the physical reality that we live in so that our thoughts become the most important function of our lives while we're here on this planet, okay? And some of those realities um, have to be met and, and merged with what we know as the human brain in the body, all right? So... As I was pondering it, because I started the journey dealing with prayer, you know, understanding the different functions that go on in the body uh, and, and what goes on on this earth when you're in um, in your prayer mode, you know what I mean? And it led me to this because I realized that 
it was another component that was missing, but that had always been there. I just wasn't aware of it. So the neuron network is basically going to be a network that people are going to come in and we're going to refine your brain, all right? Um, a lot of times, and, and I'm guilty of this too, and I'm just now coming into the awareness of it as of late, we have to get more familiar with the way that our bodies work and the tools inside of our bodies that make us function the way that we do, all right? Um, I'm under the mindset and the impression that in order for you to have a whole and well-rounded experience here on this planet, you have to do more than just talk and know the data and that which you are disseminating either for yourself or for others. We must know the tools that are involved in making that reality come into manifestation, right? So how, how do we expect for things to show up for us here in this physical reality without knowing the components in the body that will magnetize to bring those things into this world? Sometimes, and, and not sometimes, but all the time thought is the, is the superior function to all things. That's a fact. But, but when we don't understand functions of the body, and primarily I'm talking about the brain here, then a lot of times we'll get a muffled response or an unclear um, cognition will not bring forth full manifestation for what it is that you want. It will be partial or it will be it will be null completely, all right? Now, what are neurons? Because we're dealing with the neuron network. Neurons are electrical excited cells. They, 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 they become excited through the current of electricity, and they transmit data to your body by way of your, your, your central nervous system, right? And they do this through a lot of chemicals that are released in the brain that denote um, certain behavioral patterns, all right? And these synapses are like uh, highways that connect these things called neurons to travel to get to the certain places on the nervous system and to the nervous system to relay this electrical current, all right? You have to understand that you're an electric being. This whole reality, this whole universe is electric, all right? And when the electricity in your body or your brain is not running at a high optimal level, your level of magnetism decreases, which means you're not able to draw in the universal current or the universal mind or what we call the all-knowing or the all-seeing eye of God into your body, all right? The mind, right, or the mind of God uses the brain 
as a clothing device in order for it to come through and express God-like tendencies, God-like particles, God-like reality, God-like experience, okay? So what happens is when your brain, when you're not training and exercising your brain, then this universal current that we call God or God consciousness has a lackluster vehicle to get to to drive in. You 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 you're allowing your this God consciousness, which is all knowing of past, present, and future. Okay, all right, and and this is what divination does. It taps in into that primordial source of existence where you're able to get a glimpse of past and future by dealing with some of these uh, divination systems. But when your, when your brain is not uh, being massaged and exercised to excite these neurons by way of new experiences, by way of new sensory perceptions, then... You're, you're, you're disrespecting God because you're allowing something that is luxury to ride around in a hoopty. You understand what I'm saying? This God particle, this God consciousness is divine, and you're, you're not allowing it to come through the medium in which it has to express itself called the brain to to function at a high level where we can get past this mundane sense of living, where we can access these different bands of light to be able to go into a whole other evolutionary process as humans, okay? So in this, in this program, we're going to work on accelerating the vibration of the neurons in the brain and creating more synapses in your brain to travel at different speeds and, at, and, and in larger quantities to get to uh, these, these electrical circuit boards that, 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 that are accessed through your nervous system. So what, what, what do I mean by this? No one mentioned how, and I, I mentioned this months ago, but he just mentioned it again. I came up with something called the manifestation tour. And... It's funny, man, how the creator puts you on your path, man. There's so many things happen on the way to this point. But what happens is everything that you see, taste, smell, or touch, or hear are, are all electrical signals. That's all it is. That's all it is. They're electrical signals that is being perceived and these, these, these electrical signals are touching, are, are touching on your nervous system to give you a response. And the only way that you can reshape your brain, because the brain can be reshaped, it's a sponge, it is able to morph in and out depending upon what data comes in and out and what light comes in and out it will change the physiology of who you are as a human being. So you have to put yourself in a different environment where your senses are being uh, 
bathe in a new experience. The manifestation tour is going to be a tour where you keep saying you want to live luxury, but tell me when the last time you went to a very prestigious neighborhood where the houses were worth a half a million dollars plus. When is the last time you went there and activated your spatial memory to go out there and look at these things so that that the neurons in your body can send a different signal to your, to, your, to your brain and to your nervous system to say, this is the new experience that I want to have, right? What are you watching on your television screen that is sending these, sending these electrical signals to your brain that keep you in the same behavioral pattern? You're watching a lot of nonsense that deals with all of this, you know, uh, you know just a bunch of nonsense, man. You know what I mean? That doesn't help you propagate or elevate your reality, right? When is the last time, you know, you went out and you touched a, 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 a beautiful fabric or you laid your hands on a beautiful painting? Or, you know, these things make you who you are, you see? So you have to expand your sense, your sensory perceptions in order to put you in a different state of awareness so that your body and mind can know this God person, this God being, wants to elevate him or herself out of the current behavioral pattern, and I am identifying this now because of the things that he or she is bringing into his, his senses. This is very key. So in this program... Uh, it's, it, I have over 16 different programs, and, and just to give you an idea of how it's going to work, it's going to be interactive. I'm, I'm able to access your your PC or your Mac, and we're going to do on in real-time screen sharing. I have a program that allows you to be able to access my, my PC slash Mac, whatever device that you have, to be able to navigate. And there's 16 different uh, brain-enhancing tools that help different functions of the brain. And it's important that we, that we expand the synapses in the brain that act as the highways for the information to travel. It's like this. You know, you keep trying to figure out why you're steady doing the same repetitive thing over and over and over and over again, right? That is because you've you got one lane for energy to travel through, and and your your consciousness, which is not your brain, right, is 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 being frustrated, but because you're not aware of how your physical machinery works, i.e., the brain, then you keep yourself in a position where things won't change, and then you get depressed, and then you get stressed, and for you know it, you get ill. All of this is because the God consciousness is trying to come through, but you just don't know the techniques or the tools to help it come through. The, the vehicle known as the brain to do so. So these synapses in the brain, when you when you when you expand them, it's like going from an alley to a four lane highway. You understand the difference? So you got you got one synapsis that you know it's it's cluttered. It's you know it's, it's all these cars trying to get down the alley. Twenty cars trying to get down the alley in Chicago versus. 20 cars trying to get down a four-lane highway. You understand the difference? You, you become less sluggish. 
information is able to move faster. It travels at, at, at the velocity is quicker. Your, your response time is better. You can get to where you're going at a shorter period of time with more efficiency. You understand what I'm saying? So in this program, it's going to be interactive, and it gives you a score. Uh, I was playing a couple of games yesterday. Uh, Noble's been playing them. We had Keisha going through them, and we just was laughing, man, because it, it is, is we see how the brain wants to absorb new experiences and learn new things, but it, it's like anything else. You have to, it, it takes repetition and time in order to get this thing going. So in this thing, in, this, in these programs, and I just named a few to you, we have something in here called visual, space, uh, visual spatial skills, uh, and this is to better understand, like, roadmaps and objects in 3D. And this is important because um, what, what I'm doing is I want people to understand the physical nature of the body in order for them to have a more profound spiritual experience. That's my real purpose for doing this. Um, and spatial memory and your spatial skills are very, very important because I'm introducing something called the magnetic soul that is going to take your, what we call prayer, to a whole nother level. Okay? So this is one of the programs where they show you these blocks, and they look like uh, Lego blocks, and they're, they're turned every which type of way, and you have to be able to identify is it an idea. It's two blocks on the screen, but they're, they're, they're the same blocks, but they're configured and, they're, and, they're, and, they're, and the direction are not the same on the screen. So imagine a T, right? Uh, imagine a Tetris, a, a Tetris block, like the T on the game Tetris. And you know how they allow you to switch and turn the T different type of ways so that it can fit inside of a, a, a crevice so that you can make a straight line? Well, imagine the T being straight as you look at a regular T, and imagine it being laid um, vertically where you got a T laying on the side and you got one T laying uh, horizontally. Um, the images are a little bit more complex than that. They have m many more blocks added to it. But you have to be able to tell whether the blocks are identical or is it a mirroring image, Right? So this will help you identify objects in space better and activate the posterior, the posterior uh, peridial cortex in the brain, which allows you to visualize things better in open space to be able to see what makes sense, what goes together, things. And this becomes important when you start to understand the, the, the universe and the solar system that you live in because in the magnetic soul course, I'm going to be instructing you on different regions of space to focus your attention on, and I'll get into that later into this bill. But that's, that's one of the programs that we have on there. Um, another program is selective attention, uh, which develops your concentration and to be less distracted. And we all need that because so many times we have these brilliant ideas in our head, but then we get sidetracked and we get distracted and then we lose focus. So this shows you how to um, keep your mind and focus on one thing. You know what I mean? E even though you have 
uh, several things going on in the peripheral of your mind's eye that you are able to keep focused. And, and one of the ways that they do this on the game is they have machinery where they had these pies laid out on like four different conveyor belts. And it's one pie that might have one or two cherries on it or three or four cherries on it. And then they'll run a scattered event where there'll be a bunch of pies all over the place. And you have to focus your attention in a way where it's almost like you're centered in space, but you have to look at all the other pies to see does, does it have the same amount as the one that they got the arrow on. So it might be, you know, one pie somewhere out of 15 pies that got one cherry on top and the rest of them got two or three or four pies and the one pie that they're telling you this is the one where you're trying to find an identical pie and it have an arrow or one cherry on it, you have to be able to say, um, to click yes or no, do you see it? within this range of space to get you to understand how to focus in on one thing, even though there's many ideas or many things going on in the peripheral of your mind's eye to keep focused and know what the goal is. So this is another game that's on there. So all of these different functions in order to build up the, the, the cognitive skills in your mind so that you can create more roles to success and fire more neurons in the brain. Um, it also has a program on here that deals with working memory. So to keep uh, information active in your short-term memory, you know, you forget things fast, you know, but some of these things are very important that you need to go into your short-term memory. So it, it works on keeping these things in focus while you keep them harnessed away in your short-term so that it's like a tumbling machine, like, you know, it's, it's always moving, it's always going, therefore it doesn't get dormant, and then you lose sight of what that short-term memory was, you see. So all of these things, man, there's several programs in here. So how the program is going to work is we're going to do this. It's going to be 20-minute sessions. You'll come in, and it's a four-month course to get you well acclimated, and you'll notice a difference. And, and, and it was developed by um, some, some neurological scientists that study the brain. You understand what I'm saying? And once you get inside of it, it will last you for a lifetime. Once you create, it's just like learning how to walk. Don't forget how to walk, do you? Once you once you build these synapses and these neurons start firing, and you do it repetitively, then it becomes a fixed highway in the mind. You see, so it's going to be a four-month course where we're going to do this twice a week for 20-minute sessions, where you'll come in and I'll guide you through it. The instructions are there. You'll be able to read it, and you'll be able to click from your computer as if you were on mine playing these different games and these interactions and techniques to get your brain to where it needs to be so that you can have the fullest capabilities of who the creator designed you to be. You see, a lot of people, you know, they call into the radio show, they want to get readings about, well, what am I supposed to do? And we see the markers. I see them. Noble sees them. You know, as astrologers, Keisha's able to lay it down in such glorious detail and paint a vivid picture with those cards give you indication of what's going on, but none of it matters unless you're able to pull it in in this reality through the sense modules and the organs that the Creator gave you to make it happen. It's not possible. See? So we can see that you're supposed to be um, a, a great teacher or um, whatever, you know what I mean, whatever it is that your chart denotes, you know what I mean, but how are you going to do this? And I remember a teacher of mine talked about how the first thing that he looks at is a person's mercury, right? Because the mercury is the brain, it's the nervous system. 
you know, and now it's all becoming clear to me why, you see. And it makes sense that I would be the one that go down this path as well because I'm Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury. So everything about me is rationale, the brain, the mind, you know what I mean, this type of thing, you see. So it's important that we, that we, that we understand what's going on uh, with our bodies and primarily what my focus is, 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 on, the, is on the brain. Um, it's interesting. As I as I as I move forward, I was um, doing some studying on, on visual spatial skills that I talked about with you just a moment ago, that uh, helps you understand road maps and objects in 3D. And I'm gonna show you how fabulous the brain is. And this is not a knock on technology because I'm using technology now in order to convey this message so I clearly understand what it's here for. Um, they did a study back in 2008 where they, they studied people who use GPS on their phone when they travel to get to a specific destination. And they studied people who actually use road maps to get to wherever they were going. Startlingly, uh, shockingly, excuse me, and it was all actually startling too when I read it, but it's not now now that it comes to this information that they say people who use GPS actually arrive slower to their destination than people that use physical roadmaps. Let me say that again. People who use GPS on their phone or whatever device, their, you know, the tablet or whatever, to take a, let's just say, a six-hour road trip, get there slower than people that use a regular road map. Why is that? The brain is the ultimate computer. Everything that we use in this reality is a simulation of something going on in this physical body, point blank period. So when you exercise and use your brain, right, because we're dealing with spatial memory, understanding roadmaps, spatial skills, objects in 3D, right, so you're looking at it on a two-dimensional piece of paper, but you're actually traveling it in a 3D reality because you're driving it in your vehicle, so it's 3D, right? You get there faster, which means time is somehow tied into brain function and light. So this is important as we're moving along in our spiritual enlightenment uh, in, in the 21st century. We have to understand that. So I just found that interesting. Um, and I, I mentioned here about the, the body and how it's, um, how everything outside of our reality is a replica of something that's going on inside of the body. Let me give you an example of this. You got something in your body called pyramidal cells, okay, and they're shaped like pyramids, and they look like, they look like 
the synapses or roads extending from them uh, coming from this pyramidal shape. They look like little nerves running away from this pyramid. And what they do is they send data or information to your, your hippocampus in the brain uh, to establish memory and, and, and spatial orientation. Now, it's like, you know how when you're driving somewhere and you're, uh, you remember, if you don't have a map and you're not using GPS, let's just say you're going somewhere that may be 45 minutes to an hour away from your home, and somebody, you, you know the primary streets that you need to travel down to get to a particular address, but you've never been there before. You know, you're pretty familiar with the town. You think, you know, I can get there. I know the main streets to get there, blah, 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 blah. You remember how to get there again based off your spatial orientation and the images or edifices that you saw on the way there. You, every time I give people directions, and, and it happens to me all the time, because the, the profession that I do outside of my spiritual work, I, I'm, I'm outside all day, and a lot of people get lost. And, you know, they always, they, when you get lost, they say ask two people when you're lost, ask the police or the mailman, right? So they always stop me, and they ask me how to get to a place. Primarily, they always ask me how to get to the courthouse because it's not too far away from what, I, from what I do what I do. So when people stop me, I always tell them, I say, you're going to go down Center Street, and you'll know you're at Jefferson when you see the Wendy's to your left. I always, I always give directions like that because I want people to get familiar with their spatial orientation that way, they know where they're going based off the images or the buildings that they see to get there. So this is what happens um, in this, with, with this pyramidal cell as it sends this information to the hippocampus. Because the hippocampus helps establish the memory and, and spatial orientation for where you're going and where you're going. You know, just like a, a college campus is laid out in, the, in a particular way, um, you know, we look at, uh, we got a DVD coming out called Kanye West on the Midhaven where Noble beautifully explains how DC is laid out on the star grid. And uh, I get into that too about why certain edifices that I built in certain ways help jog your spatial memory. And I'm just not talking about your local environment. I'm talking about your galactic environment. We have to expand our awareness and expand our consciousness from inside of our universal self to know that the universe is us. This is important. It's very, very important because when we don't, it leads to some things that cause mental uh, disturbances, and I get into that too. But um, these pyramidal cells in the body, you know, are shaped like pyramids. And I said, wow, they help you understand your spatial orientation. Now, we all know that the pyramids are, 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 are you know, this is one of the seven wonders, man. You go over there to Egypt. Are you over here in, in, in the Americas, in South America? Uh, primarily in Egypt, though, because they laid them out based upon a star gridding system, right? So what were, they, what were they saying? If the pyramidal cell helps to establish your spatial orientation and memory, right, and I'm telling you that buildings help you understand where you're at in time and space or objects help you understand where you're at in time and space, what were those pyramids and those temples built like that for? What were the high priests doing? What did they understand? It's easy. It's just like the college campus. They give you a map, 
and they tell you, you know, get around the best way you can, but if you get an overview like you in a helicopter, you will see, you know, different different roads you can take to get to here and there and the shortest way to get to here and there, blah, 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 blah. But what were they doing? They understood that even if you weren't an initiate into the mysteries, right, that your consciousness will always be linked to the universal source just by walking through these temples and edifices based upon the, 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 the design and the shape and how they mimic certain positions in the heavens. It's called repetition. So by, by you just walking along this path in this particular direction puts you in alignment with galactic consciousness whether you know anything about it or not. This is phenomenal. You see what I'm saying? To always keep you, uh, uh, that part of you that's interlaced with your galactic self, knowing that your origin is not here, per se. You see what I'm saying? Which is very, very important as we move forward. But some of the things that damage the, this is um, this particular area in the brain is... Um, Smoking, drinking, if you had uh, child abuse or uh, uh, neglect as a child, and stress. And when any of these things um, have been affected in the brain, then these are the areas that become affected. And I said, wow, here we go. Arithmetic, geometry, and science. Now, when you look at these ancient edifices that were built, Arithmetic, geometry, and science is the foundation for the reason that they exist. And you wonder why we suffer in these areas, a particular uh, group of people, you see. So it's important, and this is why I created this network, so that we can get back or, or not even get back, propel ourselves to the next stage of our evolutionary process because I'm not the type anymore to keep looking back at what happened because I even understand the process and what goes on in the brain. And when you do that, you know, it's something called social defeat. But I get into that in a whole nother, at a whole other time. So why the brain, Jude? Um, and this is what I'm going to get into because I explain what the neuron network is what's going to go on inside of it, 20-minute sessions twice a week for four months. And this is going to be the precursor to my magnetic soul course because I'm under the ideology that you won't have the profound experiences to the degree that I would like for you to have or that you should want to have for yourself when we're talking spirituality and we're talking manifestation. You're not, you're not, you're not, it's not going to happen, not to that level. Now, some of us are gifted enough where we have breakthroughs without going through these exercises and training, you see. But the beautiful thing about the neuron network is it will benefit you in all areas of your life. It's just not your spiritual path or spiritual journey, um, that it would help, but it would help you in other areas of your life, like planning. Uh, it's, it's a whole bunch of uh, techniques in this thing. But 
I want you to be the best and well-rounded person that you can be so that you can put yourself in a different environment to have a different experience to be a whole person down here. So even if you're not looking forward to going into a, a spiritual journey with this thing, you can be the best human being that you can be. So that's at the very least that you're going to get from the program. But my main intent uh, was to take it to a spiritual component so that we can, we can, we can get to a God-like state of reality. You know, I forget the scripture in the, in the Bible where it says, Are ye not God? Are ye not God? In other words, are you not God, humanity? Start acting like you. You see, so... I think that's in Corinthians. I'm not for sure. Don't quote me on that. But you, 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 you put it in your, your search engine, you'll be able to find it. And so, so the magnetic soul. So you probably ask me, what is that? First, like I already explained, we have to talk about the brain and it's being a recipient of the universal field that we call mind and we call God. Okay. So we have to we have to we have to tap into that first. We have to exercise that muscle, that brain, to get it active, to get to get it electric, to get it electrified, so that it can be used as a field to draw forth electromagnetism. This is important, and we got the technology. No, we got the oil machine. So this is what we use the technology for. You know what I mean? It's to it's to show you the tangible proof, right? even though that we know that the machinery is of a lesser intelligence because it is, you're using it to measure something else. The met, what's be, what you know a, a superior item is what's being measured. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's, it's not taking a subservient role. It's not having to observe itself. It is doing what it does, and something else has to observe what it does. Therefore, we know that the machinery is inferior to the human body, but we still use it in order for you to see, and, and, and because human beings love to see mercury, love to see the rationale and the tangible evidence for what it is that we're doing. Now, we've, we've demonstrated this all of 2013 with these activations that we've done. We, we, we showed and proved this beyond a shadow of a doubt that your mind has an effect on physical matter. This is a fact. They did a study where, and it's real brief, they did a study where they took these monks, well, not monks, excuse me, that's another uh, dissertation. They, they took these uh, meditators, ones who, perfect, like, who do it on a regular basis, like people that practice meditation on a regular basis, and they took other people who just, they don't meditate at all. They just say that that's not a practice that they do. And they were studying the effect of mind on matter, and they had a box. They took a box where they had a, a machine that was able to read frequencies basically in the air. And what would happen is they would tell these meditators, I want you to focus your energy on the inside of this box. Put all of your mental energy and attention on the inside of this box, and we want to see if we pick up a signal from the machine to see can you have an effect on matter with your mind. Lo and behold, absolutely. They put the, they put the meditators in a, in a position 
and they told him to focus on this and this only, lo and behold, the machine picked up a, 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 a vibratory rate from inside of the box. The meditator stopped, the vibratory rate stopped. They did the same thing with the people that didn't practice meditation. They, they had success doing it, but it wasn't at the profound frequency as the people that practice meditation on a regular basis. In other words, those who, those who practice the state of meditation can have a, a larger effect on physical matter versus those that don't. But it don't mean the ones that don't can't have an effect. It just will be to a lesser degree. So everybody has the potential. It's the discipline that go into it that would allow you to, to the range of your ability to manipulate matter with your mind. You see what I'm saying? So we've been doing this with these galactic activations for 12-plus months, right? And the funny thing about it is they say that when the meditators would meditate, it was a lag in time. It, it, it would take, like, it was a three-second variable from the time that they started to meditate from the time that the machine actually picked up the vibratory rate inside of the box, right? So I was telling Noble yesterday, I said, now, look at this. Now, we kept wondering why when we would do these activations where we would solely put our intent on manipulating this reality and then things would happen and they would come up in the news feed on CNN, MSNBC, all these major news outlets with the same archetypes that we use inside of the meditation to project into this reality, we was like, man, why does it take, like, like we'll do the meditation and the information would have been to happen three days prior to. And then we got so good at it that the universal mind was like, look, bump it. I already know what y'all coming to do because we had tapped into that stream where it, we, were, we were already had a meditation set to go. And before, like say, they say we had the meditation set to go on the 22nd, but we, we told the people we was going to do it on the 20th. Well, on the 21st, the same thing that we said we was going to do on the, on the 20th that we would actually practice on the 22nd would happen on the 21st. So we got so good that the event would happen a day before we even did the meditation because the intent was already out there in the universal field of mind. This is phenomenal. So, so, so in this course, you know, and like, and like I said before, people who have, people who are born with certain markers have different abilities than other people. You know what I mean? That's just the gift that the creator gave you. So some people are naturally born mystics. You see what I'm saying? And, and, but most people are not. You understand what I'm saying? So we, we, we'll be able to tell by getting into your natal chart, but that's a whole other thing. But I'm just going to show you that everybody has the potential. Some people would just come easier for it, and some people have to work a little harder, but they still can do it, you see. But in this course, I'm going to show people how to interact with this mind stuff that, we call, that I'm calling mind here that is universal, that knows all things and, and, and is outside of the realm of time and space. And let me tell you people what it is. It's called plasma. It is called plasma. It is the etheric fluid that is the fourth dimension or the fourth level of matter has solid, liquid, and gas. It is etheric plasma. Your body has it. It, it is what the blood travels along, along in. It's called blood plasma. 
it is it is it is the most it is the most abundant source in the whole entire universe. The sun is primarily plasma. Okay? So what I'm going to do in this course, and I'm not going to give it all away on this radio show, because I want people to to be serious and come into this program for training and instruction on how this thing actually works, right? This level of plasma is what the mystics of old called the world of atoms. And let me tell you, the creator's tools that it uses from consciousness to mind to brain to body is what we call photons and electrons. These are the ingredients in God's kitchen to bring forth that moist chocolate cake into your reality. I told Nova Weekly, I said, man, God is the best chef in the business. And all he does is like to serve. But you got to, do you know what you want? This is the key. I ask people right now, tell me what you want out of life. Man, I want some money. That's not good enough. What do you want the money for? What is your priority to have it for? You see, this is where we have to go with our, with our programming and our planning as the Neuron Network has a program that deals with strategic planning to, to activate these principles. You see what I'm saying? This is important. So you sitting at your favorite restaurant, God in the kitchen. God is in the kitchen, and the waiter, the waiter is the plasma. It is the waiter acts as the plasma that sends the data back and forth between chef and, and, and um, you know, person sitting down to make the order. The plasma is the waiter. So when you go in a restaurant, you see all these waiters just flying around. You go into a big restaurant, we go to Papa Do's. I take my wife and my son all the time. We get in there, and it's about 60 waiters just moving all over the place. These are, these, are, these are the charged particles inside of the plasma. They're just delivering information back and forth. Just what do you want? You know, the waiter come to the table and say, hello, hello, beautiful family. How y'all doing? They're talking to you all nice. What, you know, what would you like off the menu? You don't, you don't, you don't go in a restaurant and just, I'm going to give you an example. One of my homies is real life. This is when my man Tremaine was in college. We went down to his homecoming, me, my partner, Pirtle, my partner, Duke. I hope they're listening in, man. I text them listening to this show. Well, shout out to y'all, man, if y'all listen. Shout out to y'all if y'all link. But um, we all went down to Carbondale to my man Maine's homecoming down there, right? So we get into a restaurant, man. It's about 1 o'clock in the morning. You know, college campus is wild. Everybody out there partying, having a good time. We get in the we get in the restaurant. The waiter come over to uh, to Maine and ask him. He she, she said, well, "What would you like?" He says, "I want a I want a T bone steak." That's what, what he wanted to order. So she asked him. She said, "How would you like your steak, sir?" He you know he he had a few drinks. You know what he told her? And excuse my language, I'm I'm just paraphrasing because I'm I'm getting out of cursing. But he says, I just put a second conversation. He says, just cook the motherfucker. That's what he told her. She asked him, how do we want it done? He said, just cook the motherfucker. So she took the order back to the, 
to the chef. They brought the steak out. The steak was damn near bloody on his plate. Now, we just sat there 20, 30 minutes, everybody else eating good. I had some pancakes, and, you know, he, everybody else eating good. He's sitting there in disgust, mad, right, because we got to get out of there to get to the next event because there's a lot of stuff going on that night. We wanted to stop and get a bite to eat. He's mad now, but my, I'm using that as an example because you have to prioritize and with definition know what it is that you want between these, between these particles that exist between your brain, mind, and the consciousness of the creator, right? You just can't say, just, you know, just give me whatever, because that's what you're going to get. So the creator is, the, is just a chef. He don't have no bias, or it doesn't have no bias. Whatever you want, you can have, but place your order correctly. And this plasma acts as this charged particle or, these char- or this charged substance that will get the information to the chef so that he can get the order up and get it back to you in real time. This is the science. And I'm going to show you how to activate this part of you in this particular uh, uh, course called the magnetic soul, all right? Um, like Nova explained earlier, humans are 93% stardust. That's close to the 92% that he talked about um, dealing with the, the constellations and the patterns that exist in order for the scattered light and scattered light theory to come into existence to make sense. And, and here it's saying that you're 93% stardust, which is the exact ratio to his whole scattered light thing, which is stardust. Is that a coincidence that this mathematics is adding up to be right and exact? I don't think so. So what happens is um, this plasma is a, is, is, is a great electrical conductor, Right? So this is why I told you this is why the neuron network comes into place because I need to get your brain operating at a high electric level. There's no reason that you shouldn't get what you ask for. There's no reason, right? But it's interesting because um, these, 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 this energy source or these charged particles that, that we call ions are strongly responsive to electromagnetic fields. So your, your aura, you know what I mean? And we got, the, we got the machinery for that, like I told you before, will give you an idea of how far your electromagnetic field is emanating from the body. It's never been a time where I got on that machine and I was under 80%. Not one time. I've been on that thing a lot, about four times since Noble's had it. How far out are you radiating your electromagnetism? And this is where the health aspect comes into place, right, where your blood in the body needs to be ionized and purified. And we got, we got great people that do this type of work. You see what I'm saying? So if you want to operate at an at a optimal level where you're just firing at all cylinders, the health of the body is probably the most important thing that you can get into to understand how to become godlike in this reality. So... We got, we got um, many people to um, facilitate this through. We got Nadra, wonderful sister that, that gets into the healing modality. KT, this brother, uh, beautiful brother that, work, that deals with um, the body. So bionic, I got, I got his product. Noble uses his product. These are great people that you can look into to get into understanding how to ionize the body. 
Dr. Savy, of course, all of these people, you know what I mean, who are into um, collectively getting us back to a state of prominence from inside out because the body, see, here's the thing. In the body, there's billions and trillions of these cells roaming throughout the entire body, right, which is equivalent to what? All the billions and trillions of stars that, that the creator told uh, Abraham, you, won't, you, won't even, you can't even count the stars in the sky how many. It's, 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 you, you, you know, you can't do it. It's big. So it's synonymous. You are the universe. I want people to understand that, that you are the universe. And when we understand that, then you understand that these glands in the body and these organs in the body are nothing more than what we call constellations in the sky, where stardust has accumulated in a way of intelligence to create a working group of clustered stars to emanate a certain energy from out of the dark matter of space to have an effect on your psychology and your body. So in your body, these organs called the kidneys and the liver and the heart are nothing but these cells, i.e. stars, that come together to form operative functions, just like SAD is about the higher understanding of teaching and religion and philosophy and all of these different things. These organs come together by way of these cells, just like the, the nebula implodes and creates these constellations out of all this stardust to facilitate a function on your psychology. These organs come together as cells to facilitate a function in the body to produce a certain uh, stimuli for you to understand uh, uh, your behavior, you see? So this is important. Now, the, um, and the machine shows us this. So the machine shows us how far out your, your, your auric field is expanding because we want to get that thing to expand to the point where the machine just hit overload and it busts because you are radiating out this energy at a level where you can contact whatever you want to contact. And this is what the magnetic soul is all about. How do you magnetize your soul from the human body on up into the upper world? And it's a particular planet involved that has this plasmic substance in abundance that is actually in our solar system that is in the group of planets that surround the sun that I'm going to get people into to understand how to focus their attention and their, and their energy there, tap into that frequency, you see. So um, I, I mentioned the blood, right, because I'm getting into the program and the basis of it. I'm getting into the body of how it was composed so that you can understand the, 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 the significance of what I, where I'm going with this whole thing. You got the blood, which is hemoglobin, which, which is primarily composed of, the element of iron. Now, why is iron important? Because it is one of the most magnetic metals in the world. All right? So in your body, your electric brain and your magnetic blood, the physiology of who you are naturally makes you electromagnetic. But at what rate are you vibrating that energy out? At what rate? Right? So you think it's a coincidence that uh, a certain ethnic group, primarily African-Americans, 
are dying from all of these blood diseases, diabetes, AIDS, and high blood pressure? Huh? You have lost your magnetism. You have lost your magnetism. So no matter how electric you, you, you're trying to fire this brain off of these signals, it's, it's coming down into an edifice that is electrically or magnetically drained. So when, you, so when you're saying your prayers in order to bring things into this reality for you to tap into, into this sphere, when, when I get into, into this course, because I'm going to show you where this astral plane is at. We feel that we, when I can bring this science into your mind so that you can understand it in, in, in regular terms, because I, I love spirituality, but I think it adds to the fabric of it when you're able to explain it in a way where people can know that this is a science and know exactly where some of these things are actually located because it, then it brings you into a God consciousness about yourself and about your environment and it fires these electrical signals into the body so that now you're vibrating like this blue being of, 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 of omnipotent light that you're supposed to be. So, so you're wondering why we're dying from all of these blood diseases, right, because the magnetism in the body has went down. And your speech, that's why I said in the beginning was the word, right? And, 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 and what is the word? The word has to come out of a moist mouth, which is where all the elements converge along with spirit in order to, 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 to pronunciate or to, 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 uh, to filter the air, which plasma is carried on. It's plasma, the, the, the largest conduit for this plasma to travel on is what we breathe in every day called air. Huh? And you wonder why on the tree... Coming from Kether, you're dealing with um, you're dealing with the Mercury principle. So in the, in, the, in the psychology of God, God is saying, "Listen, the closest thing to me is this Mercurial principle, buddy." And you wonder why the messenger is the Gemini or somebody that's got a a, a sharp Mercury in their chart or the Virgo energy or or over there in Aquarius where Mercury does well. You see what I'm saying? You're wondering why these people are the ones to bring and relay the message, and you wonder why Mercury is the closest to the sun, which represents the soul in a lot of cultures and pantheons of religion. You see? So, so this plasma, right, is activated through, 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 through speech and prayer and language. Once you, see, people tell you to throw away that Bible, but let me tell you something. That is a science book from front to back for those that have an eye to see it. So when it says in the beginning was the word, and then after that all things were created, and the waters were upon the face of the deep. But I told you that this plasmic substance flows like water to create everything else in this reality by way of using photons and electrons as the tools of God to, to make these molecules and these atomic particles. So when we understand that, when we understand that our prayer goes to a whole nother level because in the Old Testament, 
prayer and language is mentioned 144 times. Now, we've heard that number somewhere before, 144,000, but I'm going to get into how that plays into the body and the blood in the program, but you're going to have to sign up to get that jewel. So, and it talks about in, in, in Leviticus, I think it's 17 and 11, how the blood is the atonement for the soul. And in Joel 3 and 21, how the Creator talks about how I will purify their blood as I have not done so before. You see? You see? So, you know, I can go on and on and on and on, but I'm going to stop there because there's plenty more for me to get into. But, I mean, y'all get the gist of, of where I'm going and what this neuron network is here to do and what the magnetic soul is here to do and how we can collapse photons and electrons using our minds in order to bring forth what it is that we want into this physical reality. But first, we must, we must get to a pristine state in our brains so that the signal, known as, so that the antenna known as the brain can pulsate at a high level and have interaction with the universal mind. And with that, I'm going to give it over to Noble and let him build on what he has coming up in the near future. Man, that's what it is, man. Uh, can you hear me? Because I was on mute. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool, man. Cool. Yeah, so that's like that. You go to the website, yeah, monastrologycoach.com, and just click on uh, the membership tab and, and read up on the Neuron Network. Uh, we still got some got some more information that we got to be adding on to it and whatnot, man, but... Excellent, excellent build. Uh, my presentation is going to be really short, you know. Um, you know, I created something called the uh, Neptune Dream Institute, which was an idea I came up with in early 2013. And in 2013, I actually did some experiments with some people um, <clears throat> where we started to have, right before we went to bed, we did the same thing. And... Um, our intent was obviously the same, and we had the same dream. Um, the goal here is to become supernatural. That 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 is pretty much the mission statement of the Neptune Dream is to is to become supernatural. <clears throat> we live in a place where that intelligence, the Creator, that force the field, the source, whatever you want to call it, is vast in its wisdom, is as vast in its creation, and it dwells inside of each and every thing in creation. And when you look at the intelligence of the human body on what it takes, how many cells it takes just to move your finger, um, you know, and at the blink of an eye, to even blink your eye, what it takes to make that happen, to make that function, we're not cognizant of the bodily's function. We're not cognizant to say, i got to blink right now. I have to move my lips up and down to talk. I have to move my finger. Like we're not cognizant of all of these cells that it takes to carry out that particular function the heartbeat, pumping blood, all the millions of cells that die each day and be replaced again. We're not cognizant of that particular intelligence. <clears throat> and it's that intelligence 
that um, we have to really get in contact with, all right? So what the Neptune Dream Institute is uh, to put together a group of people, obviously who's interested in uh, studying and going beyond the conscious mind. And what is that? Because see, we, we got three personality types. We have what we would call a thinker, a doer, and then being, becoming it. And these three personality types correspond to what we call three brain functions. We can call this the neocortex, which is which is you, it's the new brain, it's you, it's your identity, it's how you relate, it's how you're hearing me right now. It's how you're sensing everything in your environment. You have the midbrain, which is also called the limbic brain, which is your emotional brain or your mammal brain. And then you have the reptilian brain, cerebellum and the brain stem, uh, which is your, some call this the lower brain, which is your ancient self. This is the ancient alien in you. This is where your ability to uh, lose a toe and you can grow that toe back. This is where that is. It's in that area right here. And this is where all these, what we would call subconscious programs, are running your whole body. The things that you're not consciously aware of to make you function exist right there at the base of the head, all right? in the back of the brainstem at the top of the spine. So all of this energy exists right there, all right? <clears throat> so what we have to do is take that, what we call that neocortex, you neo in the matrix, you're the new cat on the block, you know, it's your new mind. That super consciousness, because this is a very powerful thing right here in front of the brain, we have to take that part of us that we see, sense, feel, and connect it with the other part of us that is running the program, all right? Now, dreams, because Neptune rules dreams, and let me, while I'm on it, see, the 12 zodiac signs are the psychology of uh Mankind. It's <clears throat> the fact that astrology is known as mystic psychology. Okay? So the 12 zodiac signs gives us a clear psychological understanding of everything in existence, human behaviors, experiences, what you're likely to do, how you respond. What you like to do, which you know, all of that can be summed up in the will of the zodiac. Okay? Well, when we understand what Pisces is as the last sign of the zodiac and what your 12th house is as the last house in the will, then we understand that this is a place that has nothing to do with the physical dynamic of our 3D reality and it is purely a spiritual place, one full of bliss, and at the highest, you start to receive information, and I always say this, you start to receive information from the divine world, that's what Neptune is, the divine world about your physical reality before 
the event happened. We term it today with a with a with a coin that I really don't like called psychic. And we're not really examining in depth what the psychic phenomenon really is. You're able to receive information from the sphere, from the source of the creator about this reality without me telling you and before it actually happens. You see it. You hear it. comes to you in dreams. It's intuition. Okay? This is Neptune. It's also interesting to see that <clears throat> they call Sigmund Freud the father of psychoanalysis, but they have an emblem that they use for that particular study, and they call it the unofficial emblem, and it's the glyph of Neptune. So look, look into that. It's the glyph of Neptune, which makes perfect sense because Neptune, again, takes you into the reality of the creator. All of it does, but that one there is the one that's the most, and the key word for Neptune is what? Mysterious, foggy, you can't see clear, very mystical is Neptune. Okay? <clears throat> so dreams are stimulated from your ancient brain. I don't even like really using the term reptilian because I think it potentially scares people because there was already an agenda that came out, the reptilian agenda, and made you afraid of reptiles, and it was these creepy uh, kind of folks who were not really human and they got human by All this madness, right? But it's really your ancient brain, okay? The emotional brain, while dreaming, allows you to feel. So the ancient brain stimulates realm, rapid eye movement. The ancient brain stimulates the dream, makes it pop off, coming from this realm. The emotional brain allows you to sit and feel, allows you to feel inside the dream. But research shows that the higher brain is not even active. Your neocortex, the new brain, is not active. And when you think about it, this actually explains why when you wake up, you'd be like, why did I do that? Or you'd be like, why didn't I do this? See what I'm saying? It's like your logic was not fully functioning because that part of the brain, which is very powerful, is not functioning. It's low to sleep. So our decision-making process in the dream is not something necessarily of our rational mind that we would have normally have done. Why? Because the thoughts that are coming to you in the dream are from the unconscious realm. Now, what is the unconscious? The unconscious here is termed as sporadic thoughts that you are not aware of that bombard your conscious decision-making ability. Okay? Those sporadic random thoughts that pop up out of the blue and where did that come from? The unconscious program. All right? 
So what we're going to do is we're going to take your super conscious mind, the mind that you know that says, I am ample, I am Jew. We're going to take that mind and we're going to connect it with the subconscious mind, the ancient mind, which is the universal mind that runs all of our lively functions, our heartbeat, the millions of cells that I talked about, everything, right? That's your God mind. Because your conscious mind needs to see this reality within itself. I want to be clear about this next point. We do not view time travel. That is the NDI, Neptune Dream Institute. We do not view time travel as 3,000 miles to Kemet. Because what happens is your physical body never leaves when you sleep. Your physical body never leaves. Therefore, all the images and all your experiences in the dream world is actually brought to you via your mind. So all experiences are coming to you, and you are not going to it because the physical body is in the bed. So where is the experience coming from? It appears based off your perception that you were at the Great Pyramid with Tahuti, which is going to be one of the exercises that we do in the Neptune Dream Institute. The goal is to meet at sacred places and commune with ascended masters and angelic beings because this is how they communicate with most of us anyway, through that medium. You understand? It's Neptune. It's your psychic, intuitive gift. It is your highest connection to the God source. That's what we have to learn to develop by being cognizant before we go to bed, we are going to do X, Y, Z, and then go to sleep with the goal of, let's just say, bringing the pyramid or entering the pyramid or just opening up the pyramid in your mind when you go into the dream world, <coughs> okay? Because, see, the reason why we don't want to deal with you have to travel over the Atlantic Ocean and all of that stuff is because the perception of distance will create a ratio of impossibility in your mind. So it's very important for us to know what's taking place. Your whole experience while you're dreaming, the reality is actually coming to you. Okay? So what are some of the things that we're going to do here? All right. Some of the things that we're going to do is we're going to take away your name. And this is interesting. I give you the parallel in the physical reality was taking place. The Prime Minister done an um, uh, excellent presentation on how Venus is the protector of a man and how when, 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 when men find themselves incarcerated, they do two things. They want to get married, so they get married while they're in jail. All of a sudden they want to get married. And then they start searching for God because you have no other, you have pretty much nothing else to do. Okay? Well, the 12th house Pisces Neptune is the same energy of spirituality, God, and all that great stuff we talked about, the psychic phenomenon. But the worst part of that is confinement. It is the area that deals with incarceration. So, of course, when you at the lowest spectrum of that reality, incarceration, you will find 
spiritual enlightenment, you will find yourself there. So when you come out, hopefully you will be a spiritual enlightened being, better than you were when you came in. Why? Because they are synonymous. So when you were on the outs and you were free, when you did not choose to live the spiritual life and you did some things to jeopardize your freedom, then you played the other side of the, uh, of the energy here. You played the other side of the spectrum. Like I told the prime minister, it's very hard for energy to remain neutral. I almost don't believe in neutral. It's balanced. I don't. I gotta watch that. All right. So it's very hard to remain neutral. Now, we take. Now, what happens in that process of incarceration? What they do? They take away your name and give you a number. Right. And this is some actual spiritual science that's actually going on here. So <clears throat> to bring it on the other side of the spectrum, when you enter the NDI, Neptune Dream Institute, you won't know the people who are connected to you by names. It's about numbers. So you get a number. You get a massive number. You may have a number that, 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 that has this type of affinity with you that you may introduce. So Jew may be Agent 11, and I'm Agent 33. It's very interesting because government uses the same protocol, okay? You use the same protocol. So you have this spiritual number. So what you'll do right now is, of course, what I'm also going to add is you will hear each month you will be a guided audio MP3 that you will have to listen to each night before you go to bed, okay? <clears throat> we also have an online presentation so you can see where it is where we'll be going, all right? And I want to talk about that map thing that you talked about. <clears throat> Don't forget. Let me write that down. All right. So each night, to give you a little bit of insight, <clears throat> you will also have a sacred space dedicated to your work. Let's just say it's an altar. Just nothing more than the nightstand next to your bed or the dresser. <clears throat> and what we do in the Miracle Prayer class right now is, each week, everyone is working with the same angel, the same color, candle, the same um, divine names. But here in the NDI, we enhance it a little bit more because now we want to have the same piece of fruit if it's edible with everyone. So just imagine before you go to bed, you got the same color candle lit. So your candle is lit. Take a bite of a mango. You have frankincense going, or you have some frankincense oil that you smell put over your heart. Because frankincense corresponds to Leo, corresponds to the heart. So now we have the same smell, the same, the same taste. We're listening to the audio, so now we have the same hearing, same candle, same singing capacity. 
right? And we say the same prayer. So all of our senses are activated and synchronized the same way globally. This is your real Internet, your mind, okay? See, if you've ever seen um, when you log into a website, they say HTTP, which is Hotep, and when you look at Google's Gmail, any of you that got a Gmail, if you notice that it have all the hypertext markup language inside of the browser in your Gmail, it will say slash SHVA, which is Shiva, the great destroyer of bad time, the chief god of the Hindu pantheon. All of this technology is talking about how the god function works inside of man and inside of the universe. All right? So you there at the altar listening to the same sound. So now you're going to lay down. You smell frankincense. You see the candle. You're going to take five deep breaths. And then we'll start the journey of starting to see a pyramid of light, a big blue pyramid of light. And it's sitting above your pineal gland, and the pyramid of light is starting to become closer and closer and closer. And it's absorbed inside of your head. And feel it going all down your body. So now you actually become this big blue pyramid of light. So we're going to synchronize the conscious mind as we're getting sleepy to go into the subconscious realm. All right? And then obviously the directions go further and further in detail. So you would know what the objective is on the conference call and in your monthly goal because by the time you put on the headphones, you're probably not going to make it all the way down through the audio session. You'll be long rock to sleep at that particular point. I've done this. I've put people on spaceships, literally, to put them to sleep. I will put them on spaceships from the mounds, remote control-wise, so they can have an experience. So what we're going to do, and of course we're going to keep a journal, which is very important, so imagine when you wake up and you will see something. My point was you will see um, inside of the auto you may hear now. Imagine all of us in a circle. You're in the pyramid chamber. This is the king chamber. You see a big crystal in the middle, and it's 11 of us. And as you look to your left, you see a person who has, a necklace on, it looks like a badge, and it just says number 11. You see another person that says number 22, 33, 44, 55, 66, 77, and so forth. So you get introduced to the person by the when you, we were supposed to be in the pyramid, you were actually at the grocery store, and it was weird, but this little girl came up to you and said, give me 11 cents, ma'am. 
or do you have 33 cents? But that will be nothing more than what we will call Agent 33 appearing in your dream through synchronicity. And I promise you this, I am going to find, when that happens, I am going to tell you why cosmically that person came through. Here's an example. Today on Facebook, um, a sister came on and she um, she clicked like on one of my. Uh, she made actually made a comment. Um, Mary, I sent Ankara made a comment on <clears throat> one of my posts that I put out, and I talked about all the pain and suffering, and anger, how it creates a rush. But what we need to be conscious of is the body becomes addicted to that chemical rush, and we're not. We don't know that we're addicted to the drama. So long story short, she said, yo, I promise I was about to mention something just like this, but this popped up on my news feed, so I don't even have to say anything. And then she says, as an Aquarius sun and moon, I have no desire to be involved with the outside drama. But she creates the inside drama. The inside drama of herself is another story. And I said, no, the reason why you saw this on your news feed as this random choice of possible, you could have thought anything, is the mere fact that I, too, have an Aquarian sun and moon. We are one. These are the primary luminaries of the system. So you and I are one. This is why we met. This is why we physically met. This is why you're seeing this message, and we're both feeling the same thing, because basically the sun in the sky and the moon in the sky, although we're born years apart, was in the same region of space when we were born. Not to mention the sun is in that constellation right now. So when you have an experience with the number 11, I am going to show you that your moon is at the same degree what Jude's moon is because he's agent 11 and father of the Indiana Neptune Dream Institute. See, it, it, it's time to become, and I said this too, let's stop being baffled by movies. I don't want to hear how I'm the avatar. I don't want to hear that I'm, 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 I'm Neo and, and I'm, I'm, I'm Morpheus. You know, I'm, 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 I'm everything, right? But there's actually nothing in place to show me that I am indeed that superhuman. When I know anatomically the body says that I am a superhuman. I am the mutant. I am Iron Man. I'm Spider-Man. I'm Batman. Lord knows when I was little I thought I was an incredible Hulk. I'm Wolverine. I am all these things. But did all those things die when I was a little kid and I stopped practicing Halloween? So the NDI is here to help us bridge that consciousness and what I say, do something supernatural, become supernatural. We're not going to sit around, like I told the Prime Minister, we're not going to sit around and wait for science to give us permission to do something. 
We're going to continue to do great things and have science come and study the phenomena we're talking about. Now, if you do something such as Google ionosphere, you will do an image search, you will see that cell phone signals bounce off the ionosphere. What is the difference from us saying, yo, when you, tonight we're going outside, we're going to look at this particular star, and we're going to sync this. We're going to make a rainbow appear for 13 minutes, send the rainbow from your pineal gland to Sirius, and see the rainbow coming back from Sirius to your pineal gland, and 13 damn days later, a rainbow appears. How is that possible? Because you're sending your thoughts to a particular space that you get in the neuron network, to a particular space, and it comes back and it bounces off, just like the cellular cell phone thing that's blocked out of the atmosphere. See, the, conscious, look, the consciousness of the creator only wants to do one thing. He wants to have a conscious experience. That's it. He just wants to have a, a, a new experience. That is it. So when you're not doing anything new for your brain, that only means that you are living by the past. That, that's all. That, if, that means, if you don't have absolutely no goals, no goals, you're just stuck in routine, going to work, coming home, drinking coffee, eating a donut, sex on the weekend, you, you're stuck on the same routine. You go to work the same way come home the same way, the same people push the same buttons day in and day out, that is mental death because your brain is not taking in new information. So these synapses that the, that the minister was talking about, new neuron networks are not being created in your brain. God or consciousness wants to have an experience. He wants to say, I'm a jellyfish, but I must evolve. He wants to say, okay, I'm, a, I'm an electric eel. There's so many different, I mean, trillions of life forms that you can't even count them all, or you can spend all your days in this lifetime counting every single thing that's alive. And then when you count that thing that's alive, you have to also go inside of that thing and count the things that's alive to make that function. That's a lot of damn counting. And all of that is based off the universal field of consciousness of the creator. Why does it keep evolving? Because it wants to have a new experience. Or the question is, why was the creator not happy and content with being in the dark? He could have just chilled and been in the dark. Like, I like it here. I'm by myself. This is what's up. I don't need that enough because I'm the almighty creator. The creator is hell-bent on creating things. So we do. Create, 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 create. I told you. <clears throat> In the Bible, actually the first word, you, we, can, we can have six different interpretations easy off the first word in the Bible alone if we broke it down. Just off the first word in Hebrew, Bereshith. We can get into six different interpretations. The letter bet itself, when spelled out, the letter B, the first letter, when spelled out, actually is another name that you would use, vagina, so vagina created this. We can, we can get into that interpretation, or we can say in means 
you know, that represents in, it means they're into something. Ra, bara means create. Shit means create. So it's bara, shit, bara, Elohim. So it's really saying create, 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 Elohim. But like I got into on the show, on the ancestor show, <clears throat> two Thursdays back, I also show you how ancestor was inside of that word. So your in your ancestors created the uh, created God. My point is, if I go with the other interpretation, bara means create, shit by itself means create. Then the next word is shit, because it says bara shit bara Elohim. So bara means create, shit means create. The next word is bara. That means create. Then it was Elohim. Create, create, create God. It's this triple play. One or two paper, rock, scissors. You know what I'm saying? Or that will be synonymous to the three negative veils over the tree of life. I, I, soft, I, soft, or. Because it's saying create, create, create Elohim. You say it three times. Three times is a charm, remember? So all the creator wants you to do is have a new creation. And this is synonymous, like I said, what I say? There's three parts of the brain, the upper, the mid, and the lower. These are the three points of creation. Think it, then you must do it repetitively. So you got to think you want to play ball, go play ball, and then you have to become a champion by winning the championship. And then you got to do it over to prove you are the champion. And this stands for cardinal, fixed, immutable, and zodiac signs, on how each zodiac sign falls within these three categories to express a season. There's the beginning of a season, there's the middle of a season, and there's the end of a season. And when you finish your goal, you must now create another one. Once you accomplish the goal, create another one. So what's greater than actually programming your conscious mind to say, you know what, when I go to sleep tonight, and they call this lucid dreaming, when I go to sleep tonight, I'm going to be aware that I'm actually dreaming. There's a whole reality that exists in the dream world. The question is, the question is are there people on deck awaiting your arrival into that particular world? Masters, may got Agent Smith in the Matrix up there, whatever. But that's vast. That's great for you to start to program your mind before you go to sleep that I am going to be conscious when I am clearly unconscious. When you sleep, you are unconscious. I can call your name. If you don't hear me, you ain't going to respond. Some of you sleep so hard that somebody can do anything to you. You gone. You, you are physically unconscious at that particular point. You have to become conscious of the unconscious. That's what the creator is trying to figure out. How do I become conscious of my own experience? So you're actually here to help propel God into a further evolution. And in that process, that consciousness that God forced inside of you actually helps you evolve the physical component of your brain, which is nothing more than the physical 
uh, apparatus to help you understand or translate universal mind, which is God. So y'all have a two-way relationship with the Creator, and He's not outside of you. He's literally inside of you. We know that. But each night we go to sleep, it's like we become dead. But now I say sleep is like the cousin of death. So we become in this dead state, not, not any longer. There are, man, you know how many uh, uh, universities, they, they will call it studying sleep patterns. Because dream is too mystical, too spiritual, so it's, it's, it's sleep. So that's, the, that's the scientific method. That's what's going on when you sleep. And they study in the dream world. But nobody has ever told you, hey, we're going to link up each night in the dream world. Open that muscle. And then let's start to have a conscious experience purposely each night. And this is inspired from y'all because I get so many people that email me and be like, man, you was in my dream last night. You were showing me how to do X, Y, Z. I'm always helping someone facilitate something. And what's taking place is that I'm not conscious of that experience. Sometimes I can be thinking about a person that day or something, and I'm not conscious of that experience in the dream. So my higher self is actually running off and teaching people in the dream world like a Sufi mystic, which, by the way, when I got a past life reading, said I was in Afghanistan. And I can believe it because my first school of thought was Islam. So I can see that. I always dealt with mysticism. So the Sufi mystics big on teaching people, the master teachers appearing in dreams, manifest that part of my soul is off running around the world teaching people in their dreams, helping them evolve to so they can tell me that, hey, you came and visited me last night, and my soul is telling me, yo, let's go to the next dimension. Let's go. Bobby Hammond predicted you. He said, Anubis, the final dimension of melanin. Let's go. So I understand the psychology of the sky. I know what that's all about. I'm telling you, and this month has been totally off the hook. Big shout out again to the number Swami for centralizing everything. All these, these school shootings, all the stuff that's taking place on these red days this month has totally been off the hook. And if you don't know, we have a blog on my astrology coach. Click on the blog. It's called Portal to the Cosmos. With three months in advance, we highlight the red days when anything um, malicious, because in this world they don't report great news, when anything malicious happens, the death of Nelson Mandela, the death of Hugo Chavez, uh, 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 a superstorm that's just out of the blue that ain't, you know, something that broke world record, earthquakes, mall shootings, Navy Yard shootings, Boston Marathon bombing, uh, things of that nature, airplanes crashing United States soil, something that's very rare. Things of that type of nature always will happen in a specific window of time, that is something that has been time stamped for a very long time that has a certain rhythm. But it's a way that we can actually reverse it. But that takes, that takes a very strong collective conscious, and it will only be for those who can say, tonight, 
for one month straight, we're going to be at Serpent Mound. And we start running the experiences, saying, oh, snap, Jew wasn't that, he wasn't at Serpent Mound, but this cat was over at 7-Eleven. And so was such and such. Agent 47 was at 7-Eleven, too. Is that a coincidence? They both at 7-Eleven? You see what I'm saying? We have, to, we have to string and piece together that reality and bring it here because it exists inside of us. All right? So that's what the Neptune Dream Institute is all about, man. <clears throat> so, again, you will have an online visual presentation to get the overall, this, the, the monthly aspect of what's going on, what we're going to be, or is that what is going to be inside of us, what we're going to unlock. Very important. All right? We start on the new moon. So the new moon is actually in Pisces, Neptune Dream Institute, <coughs> Excuse me, and that's actually March the first. Look at that. That happens to be um, March the first, new moon in Pisces. All right, uh, which is a Saturday, and we're actually gonna have a conference call. The first conference orientation is gonna be that Monday. And if you got this, see, this is when you gotta be on point. Now, y'all gotta have that Kadoski shot calendar. And word is bond, if you look on that calendar that was created, you will see that Monday, uh, March the 3rd, it actually says the prayer of Gabriel. Now, it was Gabe that kept coming through that told me to go ahead and push it. Let's go. You got to bring people into this reality now because I got a crazy comrade that brought Michael out, and it took, it took the graces of God to put that fella back up in the heavens. The Lord forbid if he have to have to ever come out again. I, I just feel, I don't know what to do. That is some real stuff. That's real. The archangel beings of light is real. All right? But you see the prayer of Gabriel come through. I'm going to show you, they do stuff like this. My sister called me and said, can you, can you, um, can you come over and help me? I said, what you need? She said, it's a cat in my house. Your dumb A nephew left the door open all day, and it's a cat in the house. I said, okay, no problem. Go over there. Way on the other side, I had to go over there. I'm like, well, what happened? She's like, well, I came in the house, went in my room, and the cat was laying on the side of, my, laying on the, side of the bed on the floor just chilling. It's the cat that always stays on my porch. Your nephew left the door open and the cat was in the crib. Now, I know this is something spiritual, but I can't tell her that because she ain't trying to hear it. So the cat is up under the bed, right? So I'm not necessarily a cat man. Like, I'm a dog. I only because cats, they jump on you, scratch you, and it's, just a, it's a nasty fight if you're going to fight a cat, you know? So I'm like, all right, listen, you're going to have to be easy and chill because I don't want this cat to act up like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing a little, little cat call. Come on, come on, come on. So I got to enter the room. Set. But nevertheless, anyway, we ushered the cat out safely. He, he just limped on out, out, you know, out from under the bed and went downstairs and went out the door. Now, of course, I'm telling her, I said, you better go look at the cat totem because I know it may have something to do with fertility in the Egyptian system with Bosset, a box. It has something to do with fertility, and she's pregnant. 
And to just come to the end, this, said, this is why witches always roll with cats. You've got to understand this is a spiritual thing that's taking place. But don't get all, I'm going to kill the cat, because she, she was trying to ram. I had to make her chill, like, don't kill the cat, chill out, because I ain't about to pick up no dead cat. So, like, chill. So, anyway, the spirit had to take me all the way over there to help her understand that initiation. Just as I was pulling out to come back to the house, for a navigator, which means we're going somewhere, to be in front of me with a license plate that said Gabe on it, as in Gabriel. But the whole time on my way up there, I was actually having a conversation with Gabriel because I was already working on something that is heavily entwined with Gabriel. And I'll tell you what that is, because tomorrow hopefully my voice is better and I can produce it. We are now in the shadow of a Mercury retrograde, right? Because we're about to experience a Mercury retrograde coming up in a couple uh, in a couple days, right? Mercury goes retrograde on February the sixth. We got in the zone four days ago on the twenty second. Now, now Mercury is the messenger god, the supreme ruler of this reality, like the prime minister said. Because, like I posted today. All planetary functions are psychological functions inside of you. If you tell me that Saturn represents success and I was born with Saturn in the second house, that means I'm going to have to really work hard to accumulate finances. I ain't got no time to be slacking, or I can be afraid to work hard and assert myself, right? So, so what you're ultimately telling me is I have to make a decision on how I'm going to assert myself financially. So if you tell me that, okay, well, hey, you're a seventh house ruler, which is relationships is ruled by Saturn and Capricorn, then that means that, you know, your relationships are, are, could be strenuous, but at the same time very successful, and you must work extremely hard for them because this is the ultimate business slash career relationship for you. And Saturn promised you success. It's the last earth sign, so it's the last thing standing. That is a psychological function that I have to employ. I have to make a decision on how I'm going to go about that. So all planets fall under the psychological function. They're internal choices that you have to make, right? So in that case, if Mercury represents the messenger or the one who thinks it's the logic, the communicator, then all planets actually fall under his dominion. Hence, he is the first rock from the sun. So everything must come through that particular aspect of your mind because it's all mental anyway. Remember, the hermetic law says it's all mentalism. The creator is mental. Everything starts on a mental plane before it happens down here in the physical reality. So therefore, every single planet is under the dominion of Mercury. Okay? So when you want to check your temperature, what you do? Make sure that Mercury is in there. Okay? Now, Mercury goes retrograde at 3 degrees Pisces. February the 6th, it goes back to 18 Aquarius. Now, stop. I see this is what I'm saying. Three degrees Pisces, you can't tell me that. Because three, four degrees Pisces is a fixed star called Formalhunt, which is a watcher star that deals with the Archangel Gabriel. So now you're telling me Gabriel is about to come to the earth. Retrograde means go back. What's coming back? Gabe is coming through. See? This is how this works. But technically what's really happening is Mercury is passing in between the sun and the earth, and earth is appearing to go back, go backwards for this period of time, and what's happening is we are getting the first-hand look of Gabriel passing the earth. So Gabe is here. 
This is why it's important now. You got to, you got to, you got to, I mean, you just got to, y'all got to follow us. And when I say that is just continue to support so y'all can get this information because we can't get, I'm not on the radio every Sunday now while I'm dispersing this network and got to a point where that's extremely busy. You join the network. And, and the information is going to be available even if you don't join the network. It's going to be available in the MP3 section of the website where you'll be able to get the information because that's important. That is a fact. And see, the thing is, they say you got four watchers, right? You got four royal stars of, of, of the solar system, and Taurus, Formaldehyde, Aldebaran, and Regulus. The question is, what and when are they watching? What are they watching, and when are they watching it? <laughs> That's the question. Why would you call these watchers? What are they watching, and when are they watching it? All right? And, 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 and trust me, we know, because that Michael popped up, and it had to be over five miles high in height of pure light popped up at one of our, uh, one of our gatherings because we knew what they was watching, which goes back to a whole other thing what the prime minister said. You got to go up to the mountain. That's why we're going to be at the Inner Peace Lighthouse in Denver. You got to go up to the mountain where negative ions exist so you can prepare your thoughts into the highest realm of the heavens. I said, yeah, you ain't lying. But see, when you can't physically get there, two things you can do. One, increase the neurons in your brain with the neuron network. And two, you go there with the Neptune Dream Institute. See, just because you can't physically have the experience doesn't mean you can't mentally have the experience. So I gave you a case study that they did in 1995 with the, neuro, uh, the Neurology Journal. They showed that they had four groups of people playing the piano. Group one had to play five particular keys every single day for X amount of minutes, a sequence. Group two just had to listen to the sequence observed by observing group one, never touching the piano, but memorizing the harmony and playing the harmony in their mind. Group three came in and just played random. Do what you want to do. Group four never showed up, never saw a piano. You call that a control group. Needless to say, group three and four did not have any increase in brain activity because group three had no structure to learn by. It was too sporadic. Group four never did anything. Amazing to them is group two who mentally observed and played had the same increase in brain activity as group one who physically played. So that means mentally you can have a physical experience without doing the physical act. Right? So you'll see that. Like you can get nervous and start sweating as if you was just running or working out and you weren't doing that. Mentally, you saw something that disturbed you and shocked your central nervous system so much that the body started to secrete different chemicals <coughs> and cause your body to do certain things, as if you were physically doing something else. You see, see, 
in, in, in the psychology of the will, when you look at Jupiter, Sagittarius, ninth house, the Lord, I'm blessed, born with a ninth house son. <clears throat> Won't get the prime minister specs up, but he got some, we got something in common with this. And it's really critical to understanding what we're doing here. This is the only region in space or constellation or planet that says this is where you expand your consciousness at. No other planet, no other region in space, nice house, no other constellation, Sagittarius, says you can expand your mind. This dominion belongs to Thor, Jupiter, Jupiter, Zeus, Jupiter, right? This, it belongs right here. Okay, let's look at that. So what goes along with this experience of this energy? They call it the house of long travels when you leave the country and travel to foreign places. Simply meaning you must what? Have a new experience. That's what I mean. It means you must get out of your domestic understanding of where you at, come outside of your cultural program, and Lord knows this culture has been programmed, come outside of your cultural program and experience a new culture. This is the only way, talking about psychologically, this is the only way you can expand your Consciousness. That's it. That's it. So when you hear the prime minister talk about the 25th path, that's what he's talking about on the tree of life. That's what he's talking about, which is interesting because this becomes your holy guardian angel when you understand the temperance card, which connects what? This path, this path, very interesting path, because it's the path that connects the sun to the moon, your primary luminaries in this solar system. Right? <clears throat> so you got to have a foreign experience. But remember, this is the house, the third and the ninth house, our mental, we call this the mental axis. How we teach it in this course that's coming up. The mental axis. I've got to get into this stuff February the 9th. This is the mental axis. So it's in your mind. Wait a minute. So now I don't have to physically travel. Yes, you can, but it's also to show you that your mind must have the physical experience. So guess what? That means, since that's a law and we know all is mental, the only thing you have to do, and we're going to do it as a group, and I want you to do it individually to prepare your consciousness to new growth. Create new space in your brain. Very important. Don't become brain dead while you're alive. That's retarded. <clears throat> Go to a foreign restaurant, order something, learn the language, and say hi in a few things. Culture, other people love that and respect it. But not only that, it's going to give your senses a new experience the experience is nothing more than the feeling. The feeling does nothing more than um, it, it does nothing more than just tell you or validate to the mental that which you're experiencing. In other words, the experience is teaching you or teaching your mind 
what is going on. The mind has to process this, all this stuff, this new environment, this new nice feeling, this laughter, this nice food, so the experience is bridging your mind to the reality. So we want to have a taste tour, taste. We're going to have a taste, like the Chicago taste. You walk through all day and you just eat different food all day. That is a wonderful thing. All right? <clears throat> I can hear you vegans now. You know, whatever you prefer. But that is important. And you don't have to leave the country to go to the Thai restaurant, to go to the Japanese restaurant, to go, to, uh, to go get some Ethiopian food. You understand what I'm saying? So we will learn the basic greetings, a new language, what we perceive to be a foreign language, which is now new, which is what the prime minister say. You're now going to create new neurons in your brain, and you're going to go physically there, so you're going to have that experience, and you're going to taste it to activate your senses. <clears throat> and we will go around, ain't going to pick out, go around to certain spots, a few spots, and have that experience. You see? So they say, like, you can remember what you did or where you was on 9-11. Why? Because an event of that magnitude shocked your central nervous system, and it was a feeling that it gave you that it froze you in space and time, and you can remember what you were doing. I remember like yesterday. I was working for the shipping department for, for a furniture store. Loading up a trailer. You see? So a lot of us have past memories, some not too good. And then the good ones is the same thing. But you got to, you get the whole thing. You have to create memorable, great experiences so you can have nothing but great memories. All right? Now, what's the solution to the bad memory? Stop. How do you stop? Just stop. See, the human being has the ability to observe its own thoughts. Okay? It's called metacognition, the, the science term of it. Metacognition simply means you're thinking about what you're thinking about. So at that particular point, you can say, you know what? I ain't going to rob this dude today. I ain't going to do it. In fact, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to do that. That's not good. See? So once you become aware, the first thing is to become aware of your thoughts. And you're not going to tell me that, you don't know how to become aware of your thoughts because the minute that that thought pops up and you know it takes you down a street that you don't want to go down, so you say that you have the ability to analyze that thought, and when you analyze that thought, you say, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to react that way. That's how you beat it. And then you have to program your mind with new thoughts. You have to do something new. All right? So between the neuron network and the Neptune Dream Institute, your brain will be busy and will be on overload. I am dying to share these techniques with you. But I had to get, you know, certain things come at a certain time. 
and definitely had to get commission. Angels got to come knocking in their little mysterious ways and keep popping up in my reality. Like, let's go. I rule the dream world. You know this. I rule the moon. It's time for you to go. Let's go. And again, big shout out to everybody who's honest and where they at in their process. But most importantly, thank you for allowing me to have that sacred space and that is your mind. Really appreciate that, for sure. All right? So we'll take a few callers. That's a few. Oh, that math thing you talked about. Prime Minister mentioned that the uh, people who use a traditional map get to their locations faster than GPS. Why? Because as we both explained in what's known as that whole double slit experiment and the collapsing of that whole electron or that, that, that wave, quantum physics says, listen, in the invisible world, there's a world full of electrons. But you can't see it. And when you look, you stop staring, look, and make an observation, it will appear. So it's as if it is watching you to see when you're going to watch it so it can become a reality. So this is also known as wave-particle collapse. When you start to stare and observe your goals, the wave of energy in the invisible world you collapse that wave, and time and space don't exist, and that reality becomes real. You just have to spin yourself into it because the earth spins. You've got to spin yourself into it. So what's happening when the person, and trust me, I didn't drove all 48 states as a truck driver, as a person that's on a remap, what's actually happening is that cognitive mapping that the prime minister is introducing you to, I know my point A and where my point B is. And if I am leaving here and I am going to Denver, then I know that I am going to hit 76 east, and that's going to turn into 70. And I'm just going to hit, I mean, 76 west, and that turns into 70 west. And 70 west is going to take me smack dab in Denver, I'll be there in 21 hours getting off on exit 131. I just collapsed, if you say, let's just say 1,000 miles, I just collapsed 1,000 miles of space in my mind. Once I understand, I get on 76 and just ride it, get off on the new stand exit, which turns into 70, 70 is going to ride me straight there. I just collapsed a thousand miles of space in my mind, mentally. Let's go. When you use GPS, you don't know where to go because you're saying, approaching the curb, turn right in 1.1 miles, turn right in 55 feet. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know where to go. And Lord knows GPS be off like a mug. You never saw where you're going in your mind. You get there when it gets you there. So you never collapse the space in front of you. That's how they get there faster. Because they saw the end game. They saw the destination. They already mapped it out in their brain. They collapse space. Okay? So again, neuron network, 
on My Astrology Coach under the membership tab in the Neptune Dream Institute. You got a few questions. Um, let's take it to the air, man. Put your hand up. Uh, 424-207. What's your name? What's your question? Uh, hi, this is Iris. Hey, Iris. What's happening? Uh, yes, hey. Um, I was just calling in. Um, just the topic itself was just profound, and I've definitely been tapping into some of these sciences. So um, my questions all have been answered since I've been listening to you on the show thus far. So um, at this point, I just want to say that I'm really, really excited about joining this um, this network coming up, and um, just want to say I appreciate you. And thank you. Well, th- well, thank you, Iris. We definitely appreciate you as well. All right. Well, thanks. Press you. one again if you got a question. All right. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Uh-huh. <clears throat> all right. Where we at here? Call it from the four seven zero three seven seven. Hi, Ampu. This is Bolivia. Can you hey. hear me? Hey, Olivia. Hey, what's um, happening? I. Hey, I. You talked a lot about astrology. Oh. and signs and stuff like that. But I found it very interesting as far as, like, people who are famous, people who are successful, not saying that nobody else is, but uh-huh. if you look, um, for example, like Steve Jobs, he's a Pisces. Michael Dell is also a Pisces. And Henry uh-huh. Ford, I don't know his sign, but just looking at those successful corporations, they're all number uh-huh. one. So what do you have to mm-hmm. say about that? They number one as far as their birthday? As far as their life path calculator? As, like uh-huh. as far as their life path number? Oh, okay. Well, shoot. You, 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 know, you know the answer. They're the sun. And that's interesting. Okay. Me and the prime minister talk about this all the time. Um, the, the goal in this reality, for real, for real, is mm-hmm. you have to get yourself to evolve to a point where you are the sun. What does that look like? It looks like when you become the boss of your own reality and mm-hmm. you're not necessarily working for someone else. Now, you can work with people and you can work. I work for the Neptune. I mean, I, I work for that. I created it. I work for the Neuron Network. Jew employs me. You see what I'm saying? And I'm cool with that. You see what I'm saying? Because it's a mutual relationship. He literally employs me there. My job is to do certain things over there. My job was I'm testing out the functions of it while he's doing something else. He had work doing his thing, and I'm the one testing out the functions for it because that's my job, and I'm cool with that. So I, I understand because I'm going to be clear here, and I mean everybody's to be an entrepreneur per se, but there's nothing wrong with you being a part of pushing somebody else's vision as long as you are on that level and let's just say it, a real partner of it, because I've been a part of those experiences too, when somebody tell me, uh, man, this is ours, this is ours. But when I say, you know, I got a couple hundred dollars, let me invest it, and they're like, well, you know, and I know how much it costs because I'm doing everything, and you, and you ain't letting me in financially, then we really ain't partners. I don't want to hear that. It's time for me to go. You know what I'm saying? So I've been in right, that so reality. So the job is to become the son. But let me ask you a quick question then, because you said you and you are working together but have you ever, like, added the numerology to see if you guys even get along? Like, for instance, like Mary Mary, everybody knows Mary Mary, the famous, you know, church singers. Mm-hmm. Their numerology is seven and nine. They're both Tauruses. So 
successfully they get along. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think that when people do astrology readings, I mean, it's more deeper than just saying, okay, an Aries gets along with an Aquarius. You know what I mean? Like, it's Mm -hmm. it's much deeper than that. Yeah, it does. Well, it gives color to it. But I'm going to tell you what trumps all of this is where we're at right now. Your mind trumps all of that. So just say that me and you are, are incompatible. But we don't know that we're incompatible. In fact, we like each other. We like each other so much that for some reason that law, because it's just a suggestion that states that we're incompatible, really means that we are opposites, right? Opposites attract. So therefore, me and you, we cool because we understand that, hey, collectively we become an eight, an eight is Saturn, so therefore our relationship is going to be hard. But the best way you deal with Saturn is say, listen, it's time to wake up and we're about to go get it. Let's go get it. Let's grind every day. And then when Baby and Jay-Z have a Saturn return, they're making the biggest deals they ever made in their life. While everybody else who don't have willpower is getting their behinds kicked at 28, 30 years old. So what's the difference between the two? Because, they, see, when them stars can be like, oh, man, that numerology, I never use it, and I'm a billionaire. I ain't never used astrology, and I'm a millionaire. So what right, makes them right, have right. to look into the science? Willpower. That's right. And that's, that's in right. your mind. Right. I just want to say one quick thing, because this is something that I researched yesterday. I mean, we were blown away when we found out this information, because I found out that Walter Chrysler, you know, who's, he's the founder of Chrysler, um, mm-hmm. His body is buried in Sleepy Hollow, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you know, but the GMC plant, one of their main plants, was in Sleepy Hollow. So, what do you think about the science with that? With Walter Chrysler being um, buried in Sleepy Hollow, with the GMC plant being located there, and they did a deal, they accepted a deal that was 11 million dollars, and they rejected the the deal from Donald Trump of 1 billion dollars which was a bad move because it came to find out that if they would have went with the deal with Trump, they would have been more successful, and they ended up taking the deal of $11 million, which to this day is desolate because it was overcome Mm -hmm. by witches and sorcerers. So what do you think about that? Well, I mean, you could could, um, either propel or live off of people's um, soul's essence when they when they mm-hmm. did, you know, a lot of people get get stuck in this reality, and they're not where they're supposed to be. So you can purposely put somebody there, uh, and and feed off that particular source, and that and it can generate a certain energy. Graveyards right. generate a certain energy. You know what I'm saying? So or what we call a golem. You know what I'm saying? When you create something that can infuse it with a spirit to carry out a certain intent. You know what I mean? So that it could be more on that line that whatever the intent is. You know, so. All right, so I'm going to let you go, but just just to be clear, when you talk about astro, is it more, how should I say it, is it it much better to look at the life path number versus just, you know, looking at the sun sign, the moon sign, and the ascendant, which is more valid? In 2014 and beyond, none of those Mm -hmm. are anymore. You are the okay. ultimate creator of your reality in which you think you want. You should get. You should be able to will that into manifestation. Because what I'm saying is you will see that the laws of incompatibility only states that, well, it's too much this, that, and this, and this, and that, and that. But if we right. know that, 
then that, wouldn't that mean, well, let's not do X, Y, and Z and do it this way because we're going to get it done when we do it this way. So I'm saying that to say that you say people will say Jay Z and Beyonce don't get along because they square each other. But then somebody can be like, well, no, they both born on the number four, so that 90 degree angle don't work. It's all based off your perception and your understanding of what's going on. That's why we talked about Mercury early. Everything is about how you analyze it. So if we program ourselves and say I ain't compatible with sevens, which can really be true, but the, the truth of the matter is you can be compatible with a seven. You, you know, you just probably just don't like the vibe that, you know, that's really working on a part of yourself. So what I'm trying to go with it is none of that really even matters no more. You know where it is, but let's evolve past it. Don't let it hinder us. But use both. Use the sun, use the moon, use the ascendant, and use the number because they do give us personality types. But then we got to understand that. Remember, like when I go on this show tonight, I'm going to talk about scatter light theory. All of these constellations are inside of you. So let's really get technical with it. Why is your life path more important than the day that you were born on? Or let's look at the degrees of the planets. Do they not hold any weight? Because a critical degree planet at zero and at 29 surely holds some weight. Or if you got, you know, planets at 11 degrees and 22 degrees. Like, it's so much technical stuff that we can get into, then it's like a veil after a veil after a veil after a veil. And let's get to the point of... I am. I am all of it. Mhm, mhm. So you have a show coming on tonight? Yeah, we on tonight over at Truth to Power Radio with Beverly D. All right, we'll so I'm gonna check that out tonight. Hopefully, okay. I can talk to you again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, indeed. Yeah. So this was cool, and you know, I hope to again talk to you tonight and bring up some more stuff that I discovered, um, which I think is fantastic. But that's all I had to say. Okay, thank you. You got it. All right, thanks. Bye. She brought up an interesting point. And, again, I'm not trying to – I use those systems, y'all. I I use compatibility. Lord knows I do because I'm likely to see, you know, what's going to take place. You know what I'm saying? You you can use that as a gauge, but I would love, like, like, the question was, have I ever looked at you? He's sitting in my 12th house. Now, the traditional astrologers from the gate is going to say, don't mess with that nigga there. Don't do it. Because you can't see him clearly, and he's going to get you. Right? Or energy, you can see energy is a two-way street. I could get him, but I don't sit in his 12th, but that's the 12th. The way he comes into my life by sitting in my 12th, let's just say the 12th house is activated. I'm not conscious of this, but the energy is activated. He's not the one that's doing something to me. I'm the one that's doing something to him. So in other words, when you look into the cards of destiny and it says, uh, and I remember the prime minister, he first one to point that out to me, is that just because a person owe you don't mean that they owe you to be in servitude to you. They can owe you a behind whooping, which means you did something to them and they owe you. But see, it can be read off as if you think that person owe you and should be in servitude to you. Classic example would be we worked with somebody before who's my Venus card. Now, this person, you would think since they're my Venus card, I will financially gain after working with them. I gained in value but not monetary what that person gained monetary-wise. Check in thousands of dollars just for working with me, in us rather. That's a true story. 
Now, you would think it was supposed to be the other way around. I got the spiritual essence out of the deal, the value. That person got the monetary, physical thing. So energy is a two-way street. It's a two-way street. All planets and numbers do is make a suggestion of what the frequency is. Once you know what it is, you're supposed to be the master of that frequency. I don't care that he's sitting in my 12th house because he's here to help me illuminate my mind and get me to tap into the 12th house principle, which is Neptune, and hence I have the Neptune Dream Institute. That's how it works. It's about transmutation. All right? So call it from the 337 923. 337, you there? Once, twice, yay, nay. All right, Prime Minister, you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Man, go ahead, man. You got me on the tangent, man. Anybody, any questions, press one, feel free. Nobody else got their hands up. Everybody listening, man. But go ahead, Drew. Oh, uh, man, I mean, hey, man. I think every I think everything's been said already, man. Um it's just time to kick it to another level, man. You know what I mean? And um and hope part- people participate to to you know, 'cause it's a journey for for me myself, man. You know what I mean? And um I just been gifted by the creator to have a mind to think about it in this fashion. Right. You know, I got a right. I got a six house son, man. So I'm here to serve anyway. You know what I mean? But um, it's just uh, it's just time to take it to this to this to this next plateau, man, and really stay here and remain focused on, on these projects and, and and squeeze as much as we can out of 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 of, of these projects, man, to get the most that we can out of ourselves, man. You know, it's really no excuses anymore at this point why you can't be the greatest person that you that you say you want to be, you know what I mean, and, and, and recognize that, you know, it, 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 we cannot keep limiting ourselves, man, and having and saying we want this and saying we want this, but, but our behavioral patterns and what we're perceiving every day doesn't change. And sometimes that takes drastic measures. You know what I mean? But that's how things come into fruition, man. You know, drastic things happen. Mm-hmm. Age of volcanoes happen to create land mass. And then from that, people get to walk around and live on it. So, you know, sometimes that's necessary for us to make those type of leaps and bounds to get to where we're going. So, you know, it's, it's just a gang inside of these programs, a plethora of knowledge, man, where, where you take it and run with it, and um, you see where you're at in the near future, you know what I mean, and, and make a cognitive effort to uh, to just be a better person, you know what I mean, all the way down from your ethics and your morals all the way up into these spiritual sciences, man, because that's where the balance is actually struck at, you know. So, um, you know, man, the Neuron Network is coming soon. I'm putting the final touches on it, and uh, the magnetic soul will be, Following that shortly, well, that'll be a, a, a practice as well where um, I get into the proper times to shoot your signal out into the ethers, man, because there is different times where this plasmic source is more operative down here on the planet. And um, I got the scientific data 
but that will be inside of the actual pamphlet for the program so that you can understand what's going on and, and know the tools that you need to uh, to be successful, you know. So yeah. that's pretty much it, man. I, I spoke pretty much about everything that I had to touch on, left a few things out, but that's for the suspense for those that are serious about actually getting involved. So uh, that's pretty much it for me, man. Yeah, this serious business, man. Serious, serious business. And let, let me back, let me back up one more time because I want to be clear. Because I don't want to say it don't matter, because it, it matters. But th- my point is, I just want you to see it in contrast to what I'm saying. When we look at numbers and we look at planets and we look at constellations, that is a law. That law is very real. Obviously, we teach it, do predictions by it. But what I'm saying now is, we will show you a way to get beyond that law and, and go into another realm of a different law. Type of thing, and what happens is, if we keep observing that law, that that Gemini in my twelfth house, and I can't rock with nobody in my twelfth house, then what happens? I would have missed the potential of a very intelligent Gemini, intelligent being in my life, coming to sign the sun, because whatever the sun is, the notion zodiac sign, sign shine the sun which is a life force inside of the last house of the will, the spiritual house. I could have totally missed that boat if I would have looked at the negative aspect of the energy. That's the thing, the negative aspect of the energy. So when you work with energy, you gotta learn both, both got to know both sides of it, and if it is what we perceive to be negative, how to transmute it. And then with the whole will in itself, how to get into a different realm. Have we ever thought about, how the northern stars affect our psyches and different stars, like Sirius has an effect on consciousness, but it's not necessarily inside of the ecliptic, which is the the zodiac belt. Sirius is not a part of that. Orion is not a part of that. The north star for you, you know, is not a part of that. So many stars are not a part of that, you know what I mean? But they have an effect on human experience, and it may be a little bit more subtle, obviously, than the rest. And when you look at the zodiac wheel, and that's what I'm saying when dealing with satellite, I got my worst opposition in my chart. It's really, I can say, it could be Leo with one planet over there, and I got a group of energy in Aquarius. But I'm in Aquarius, and it could be myself because it's only one planet that's opposed. So I can be my worst opposition. Why do, why do I got to look at it like Leo is my worst opposition? I'm my worst opposition because it's all me anyway. So for me to say that I can't deal with Leo is to say that, okay, I can't deal with my second and third house. So now I'm not going to think financially, and I'm not going to talk about doing anything. I don't like Virgo because Virgo energy is just its just an energy that's just hard. It's just pay attention to do – just over-analytical, whatever the case may be. I want you to change your diet, whatever it is. But Virgo is on my fourth house cusp. That's how I act at home. You will call me many a days, and I'm like, man, I'm rearranging the whole house, cleaning the stove off. He's like, there you go, Virgo on the fourth. I do what I do. So all of these energies in the wheel, because each number – really symbolizes a planet, and each planet represents a zodiac sign. So every single number is somewhere within these 12 houses of the zodiac or these 12 signs. So for me, say that I can't work with that, I can't work with Gemini, I can't work with the spiritual expression of myself. I can't work with Leo, I can't work with money. I can't work with Virgo, I can't work with Hall, I don't like working with Capricorn, I can never understand what I'm supposed to do and exist inside of partnerships and relationships. I don't like Aquarius, I don't understand what it's like to have sex. 
You know what I'm saying? I will start to dismiss the whole constellation outside of my chemical wake-up, and I can't do that because the whole will is inside of you. So you are all of the numbers. You are all of the planets. You are all of the starlight. And the best way to see this is, is by understanding the anatomy of the zodiac sign. Aries is your head. That's a fact. Taurus is your throat. Gemini, your lungs. Cancer, your stomach and breast. Leo, your heart and back. Virgo, your intestines. Your kidneys be Libra. Sexual organs, Scorpio. Hips and thighs be Sag. Knees, bones, structure, and skin and hair and teeth be Capricorn. Your ankles be Aquarius and your feet be Pisces. So all of now, now if I'm not compatible with Pisces, why don't I just chop my damn feet off then? You understand what I'm saying? That's where I'm going with it. All of these things make us up as a whole, and that's the whole science of Jesus the Son traveling with the 12 disciples, talking about the sun in the sky, creating this one Christ-like consciousness inside of you because these 12 starlight beings, these apostles, follow your intent or your intellect. So in essence, I just know what numbers stress me out the most in a sense, but I'm supposed to learn how to master all of these so I can move into a different realm. And the different realm is when you become one. So that's when you understand what the 12th house is, what Neptune is, what that energy is, because this is when the one becomes one with you. That's very important to understand. That's when the creator becomes one with you. All right? So that's why I was getting that and saying it don't matter. It matters, but we're just going somewhere else where we're going up the spiral now. All right? And, and let me say this, too. It's funny that you mentioned that. You know, it's a part of the brain that the, the researchers and the neuro, neurologists have studied that show where the component for spirituality lies in the brain. And uh, it's called the uh, peridial lobe, the right peridial lobe in the brain. Uh, they took a survey of some monks that getting into their practice, and they noticed that this part of the brain became illuminated as they were chanting and uh, humming and doing what they do. Now, mm-hmm. because what we're saying is we want you to start imagining the universe as you. And I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. why this is important. This is very, very important because you'll never bring it back to you. You'll stay looking at the chart and imagining it, imagining it as all of these things that are outside of itself. And I'm not negating that because those are reference points so that you can understand how your psychology needs to adapt to certain areas that you need improvement on in the self. So what happens is in this, in, in this right lobe in the brain, the peridial lobe, right, it deals with a few things. It deals with language, symbols, uh, geometry, this type of thing, right? And they say people who have a low level of understanding my or me, like my intellect, my, um, I don't know, my genius, my whatever, you know what I mean? All of these, all of these different my's, my, my body. When you have a, when you have a distorted, concept of the self, right? They say people who have less, the le- less me and my factors tend to be more spiritual. Now, I understand that 
but let me show you where the balance has to come in at. You get it when you're looking at astrology. It's an excellent tool to understand it because when you're saying the, the, the less the, the less and me's that's involved, that means you're more prone to do what? You're more prone to be of service to other people because you don't really think about the self. You're not, I'm not concerned with what I have or me as a person. What about somebody else? So service comes into play. People that are selfless are generally six-house people. They, they like to service and, and do work for other people. You know what I mean? Um, Aquarius, too, to agree because it's a humanitarian thing going on. But it's interesting because the Virgo energy is opposite to 12th house energy. Now, I did an article months back called God's Wear, God Wears Nikes. Go to the website, My Astrology Coaches, there you can look for it in the archive. But you'll notice that the principle of the Christos energy will go around and will be performing all of these services and feeding people and healing people. But it was due to uh, uh, the spiritual nature of the being. That we're dealing with. So we, we have to look at these stories and these allegories to understand what is being communicated here. So the way, in, in essence, the way to get a closer, a closer um, seat next to God, basically be able to ride shotgun with the creator, is to, be, is to put yourself out there for service. You see what I'm saying? But see, here's the kicker. Everything must be done in balance. And this is why Saturn, right, is tau on the 32nd path on the tree which is the first path of the middle pillar to get you back to God consciousness because you have to be disciplined, patient, all right, and, and very understanding of spiritual practices when you get involved, all right, you have to, which is the, because it's the cross. And the, the organic cross represented the elements in nature and the directions uh, uh, in nature. So you're dealing with the air, the water, the fire, the earth principle, right? So all of these things need to be in balance in the individual before you start going on embarking your spiritual path. Otherwise, if one of these elements are not brought into balance, right, then somewhere along the line, eventually, you're going to run into some discord, somewhere along the line. So what happens is this part of the brain, people that have less identification with my and, and centering it back to the self, when this becomes imbalanced and there's too much uh, 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 service outside of self and you never find a place where you can draw it back to me, then what happens is you get a lot of mental disorders, one of them being schizophrenia in this particular part of the brain. So now you understand why what we're saying is this. It's nothing wrong with knowing, because they say these people have a, um, a, 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 it's a, it's a self-transcendence where you start to feel like, oh, I am, you know, the, like the, you take it outside of the self and you start to view the universe as the, as the dominant force of self when really you are the universe. So there's no separation in the minute. And when you do that excessively, you start to take yourself out of the equation. So what we're saying is bring it back to self because you, you're not losing because you realize that, hey, I am the universe. Let me focus my attention right here inside of me 
and understand how I work, that way I can I can be a better mirroring image to the pristine and nature things in nature called planets and stars and blah 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 blah. And it's important because that's ultimately your goal because these stars and these planets, specifically stars, are emanating high levels of of of, of, of these different elementals, hydrogen and helium. You know, a star doesn't become um, the last element that a star goes to before it implodes on itself is iron. When you get to iron, you're no longer able to emit a, a, a certain amount of energy. It's the last element before a planet implodes on itself, right? So we're walking around as human beings with iron, can't, iron being the compound for the blood, which should tell you something. This is why our lifespan is so short. You see what I'm saying? Because the, the oil or the liquid that is moving through the body is primarily made up of iron, which is the last source before you implode on yourself. So the goal is, is, to, is to, when you're dealing with planets and you're dealing with stars, you're trying to attach your psyche and your consciousness to different elementals that go back up the table of elements till you get back to the source, which is hydrogen, which is responsible for all the other elements that exist in nature. But we, we have to first start with the self. We have to understand how the universe is within us, inside of us, be, be all of these organs and these blood cells and these cells, period, in the body. You got a cell in the body that is the most abundant cell in the body called an astrocyte. And an astrocyte acts as, it, can, it, it acts as fuel for the neurons, right? And it's billions upon trillions of these cells called astrocytes and the reason that they call them astrocytes is because they look like stars. Mm-hmm. See, so, so you have to understand that you are a university walking around, right? And, and, and when you start practicing using these other bodies, when you're focusing on these energies in space, what you're really saying is I'm attuning my consciousness to a finer principle, to a finer element, because I am seeking to attain Godhood, you see. So it's important, man. We got to really, really understand that, man. Oh, Dave. For sure, man. Where we at, man? Anybody else got their hand up, man? I ain't going to hold y'all. That's funny, too, because we got the atomic number of iron as callers in the queue right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, visit the website, myastrologycoach.com, and click on the membership tab to study more on the neuron network. You'll see it there. You'll also see up under that, you'll see the Neptune Dream Institute. Study up on that. Also, you can make it to Columbus, Ohio in mid-February, man, February 16th and the 23rd. We're over at Ngozi's, man. So for more information on that, um, you can call my man D-Lo at 614 4512 in Columbus, Ohio, February 16th and the 23rd. In fact, the 23rd, Aileen Bay will be in, be in town. Uh, I'm going to open up for him, present some of this information so you can actually physically see it. And then, uh, of course, maybe host an online presentation for y'all so y'all can become a little bit more accoladed and see the visual experience of what we're actually talking about, man. Uh, again, I'm on Truth to Power tonight. A Beverly D uh, radio show right here on Blog Talk, so you can find that. Just pay, type in Beverly D or Truth to Power. I think she uses the number two, so Truth to Power. 
talk a little bit more about scatter light theory and how you are actually responding to um, points in space that's not even there no more. And that's a real story, you know. And uh, so that's going to be interesting, man. But, again, visit the website. Click on the events tab. Make sure you stay on that radio tab. We up this Thursday to three wise men. Prime Minister is shaking myself or who I call the mystic, the guru, and the high priest. We up, and the conversation is um, language of marriage, all right? So it's going to be a phenomenal thing. That's this Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Click on that radio tab on my astrology coach to get the full schedule with everybody else that's up, man. Do free readings and everything. All week long, there's free readings going on. So y'all can call in and get in when you fit in. Got to call in early. All right, and give us some feedback, man, on this Neptune Dream Institute. Give us some feedback on the Neuron uh, Network, man, interactive new stuff, man, to help you uh, evolve your brain, man. That, that's, the, that's, that's, that's the best thing going ever where we can do. You know, do something supernatural. Become supernatural is the whole thing, and uh, let, let's just get out here and let's do it. All right, so with that, man, I give it over to the Prime Minister. Um, that's pretty much it, man. I just want to thank you all. Coming out, man, participating, joining us on this journey. And, uh, you know, we'll see y'all on the next broadcast. It is, man. Peace, man. Peace.